Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hey, this is Eric Andre. Welcome to my new podcast, Bombing, where I talk to friends, comedians, musicians, and other creative people about their worst moments on stage and being annihilated by a live audience. Our next guest coming up, Sam J. If you like this episode, subscribe to the podcast to get a new episode every week. Rate it five stars. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe to Big Money Players Diamond to get an exclusive clip plus ad-free episodes every week. Let's do it. Bombing. Bombing with Eric Andre. All right, we are here with the very funny, wickedly talented comedian Sam J. Put your hands together, right? Sam J. is in the building. Where are you from, Sam? Boston. Boston. Yeah. Roxbury, Andover, fucking Tuxbury, fucking Dorchester. (laughs) Dorchester. You're from Dorchester? Fuck, daughter. I went to a fucking Dunkin' Donuts in Dorchester. I gave the guy a fifty. He goes, "Holy shit, a fifty? What's your dad a freaking doctor, bro? You're killing it. That's good. That's a good one. But you're black. That's not the black. I'm black. That's not the black Dorchester. Nah, we accent. We just that's talk a white. Like that's a white guy in Boston. Yeah. yeah, that's a white guy in Boston. Boston yeah. black people don't really have like a super accent thing going on. Boston is segregated, man. Yeah, I went to college there. Oh yeah, did you at school? Berkeley College of, of music. music. Yeah, I was a jazz. Okay, cat. you're a Berkeley kid. I was a jazz. You were in a good area. It was right by Newberry. It was cool over there. Did you ever do um, Emerald Isle, the comedy show at the yep. Emerald Isle? You did. Mm-hmm. You're younger than In me. Dorchester. I don't think we cross paths. I'm not. I'm not younger than you. I'm turning forty this year. I'm older than you, bro. No, you're not. Yes, I am. You're younger than me. No, I'm not. Well, you look great. Black don't crack. It don't, you, baby. You look great. I'm gonna be forty-one. So we're like the closest. Okay, same close. Age. So we might have been at the Emerald Island yeah, at the same time. What's it called? Were you doing stand-up? Like, what, when did you start doing stand-up? I wasn't. Okay, so this, like I was like twenty or like mm, like twenty. Oh, so we were 21. We were there at the same yeah, time. Yeah, and then um, I was like, I wanted to try it, but I was mad, like shook. But you know, um, Chris Tab and Corey used to run Emerald Isle. They used to have like a Sunday show there. Yeah. Chris Tab is my brother, well, cousin-in-law, yeah. if that is a thing. He's okay. married to my cousin. Okay. So I would kind of follow them around to try to like get a sense of like what it was. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I ended up at the Emerald Isle. I did like a, it was bad. I did like three minutes of not good stuff oh that was that your first show no my very first show ever ever was dick doherty's comedy vault 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you did all the Boston yeah, spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did for you ever sure. do Nick's? Yep. Yep. And it was kind of run by the mafia, wasn't it? Everyone always says that. Dude, the guys there, they look like Sopranos characters. <laughs> they, I remember shake, trying to shake the guys. Yeah, I was 20 years old. I was like, can I just see the show? I can't afford any. I can't afford a ticket, and I, I don't have an ID that says I'm 21. And he's just like, just get inside. And I go, oh, nice to meet you. I'm Eric. He goes, I don't need to know your fucking name. <laughs> I said, get inside. And I was like, goosh. <laughs> Comedy's rough. <laughs> in Boston. In Boston, it's rough. I remember I did. I went to the Comedy Connection. What was the one down yep, there? Comedy yep. Connection. Fair you all. And I did an open mic there once, and I did okay. I did okay. And then the next time I went there, uh, then the first time I went there, the comics were like, hey, if you ever need a soda or a glass of water, just go in the back and, and take the soda gun and, and, and help yourself. Like, okay. The second time I went, I went to go serve myself a glass of water. And the owner came up to me, he goes, you're gonna walk right fucking past me in my comedy club and you're gonna serve yourself water without saying hello to me? You're not gonna fucking respect me? And I was like, dude, I'm a child and I just need a little water. Welcome to Boston. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck? And that was like the kickoff to comedy show. I was like, oh God, it's all mob run. Like my life's gonna be like, oh fuck, I'm gonna get shot. What a bad impression. <laughs> yeah, so, the first impression was the worst. I was like, I'm gonna get an ice pick to the neck. What a messed up impression for something that's purely silly. It's like, this is such a silly it's, business. It's crazy. And then, and then it wasn't like too much like that. But yeah, I think. When you start out, you just start out with lunatics. Oh yeah, yeah. Early comedy, you're just you're with the bottom of the barrel the of, of people the barrel of every lunatics. type of. One time, and this is no disrespect to the homeless, but one time <laughs> I was on stage. What a good way to kick off a story. <laughs> I was on stage at an open mic, and I'm like, "This is my dream. This is my life. Yeah. Every minute matters." You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I get off stage, and a homeless man walked in from off the street. <laughs> He's like, "Can I go?" And they were like, "Sure." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" <laughs> and then did he crush? He crushed. He, oh, yeah. he crushed. He was so funny, just talking about being homeless. <laughs> he killed it. That man's name, Cat Williams. <laughs> now he's worth a hundred million dollars. It's like, yo, what am I doing? <laughs> so when did you move here from Boston? I moved. I moved to LA. So it was weird because I I was young. Do you live in LA? I thought you lived here. I lived in LA first. Oh, 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 oh. So I was young. I tried it. Then I moved to Atlanta, and I was just doing other stuff for like six, seven years. What's that mean? Just other stuff. I was working in music. I was just doing a bunch of other crap, chasing pussy, you know. Oh, shit. Okay. Just living, getting drunk, clubbing. Real recognize real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a virgin, by the just, way. Just, you know, living. Yeah. Being young and living and figuring myself out. Yeah. Running away from some stuff, fighting some demons, you know, just yeah. that phase of life. Yeah. And then I um, moved back to Boston. Started for real in Boston at like 29. Okay, so like it was on and off in yeah. your 20s, and then you were like, no, I'm going to do this. Yeah, 29. You were soul searching for a little bit. Soul searching. I Got was doing it. all types of crap. But no, and then I just, I started like 29, I like took it real serious. Then I moved to LA. Okay. Then I got JFL. Yep. Then I got SNL. Yeah. And then that brought me to New York, and yep. then I just stayed. Yeah. Because I can't stand LA. Yeah. No. no. LA is, I, I'm done with it. I was no there for fun. 13 years. I like LA. I don't hate LA, but I don't love LA. I love New York City. Fair. I love New York City. 
and I was there in LA for 13 years and I was just like, I can't fucking take it anymore. What, what, nothing That's films fair. out here. Nothing films out here. All my meetings are virtual. You can do any writer's room on mm-hmm. Zoom. You can do any meeting on Zoom, whatever. And then everything shoots in Atlanta, New Orleans, Toronto. So, it make, so yeah. what the fuck am I doing out here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's true. I don't hate LA. I have friends in LA. And like when I'm there for little spurts, I'm like, this is all right. Yeah. But it is like long term. I just get bored, to it's be quite boring. honest. I just get very bored. It's boring. It's boring. I feel like it's more for like when you're done. Like, like retired. Yeah, you got yeah. your kid. You just want like yard space and yeah. fresh air all the time. Yeah, I'm like, what am I? But I feel like, I was like, am I missing something? Is there something appealing to this? place that i'm missing and, and then i'm like no and then i was like the people that are into it are a little boring so yeah like, I, no I they're like they're, they've settled down like we're yeah. we're still out here dogs running the streets That's baby right. <laughs> You got kids? No. Do you want kids? No. No. You're. That's it. I'm good. You're not gonna adopt nothing. No. I mean, like, I'm a lesbian, so it can't happen on accident. You know, it's yeah. like such a deliberate decision. Yeah. Yeah. And I've gone this long, and I'm like chilling. You're not, I got you're not grabbing the baster. You're not grabbing the baster. Nah. Sometimes my fiance talks like she wants to, but I don't think she really does. That I means think she just, wants to. That means she wants to. I don't to. think so, bro. And you don't want to, so she's trying to. Be, <laughs> she's trying to tiptoe around it, like, yeah, you want to, right? And you're like, no. And then she's like. But you kind of do, right? Well, maybe. Maybe that's it. What if she's like, I really, really, really. Then really I have to. to. Yeah. And then I have this kid I hate. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. What's wrong with that? You know how it works. <laughs> All right. I want to ask you about stand up comedy. Yeah. What is the uh, worst you've ever bombed? That's what this podcast is about. It's called Bombing. Worst show you've ever had. The worst. Oh, I was touring with Jonathan Gates. Okay. He was the first person to take me out and okay. like be like, you, you're ready to feature and like do real time. I don't know Jonathan Gates. Jonathan Paint is, me a picture. Jonathan is the, he runs the only black room in Boston. Okay. Slades. Okay. It's a Wednesday night, like comedy night. It's the only black night in the city. Okay. Um, It's at this spot in Roxbury that's known for its chicken wings. You know, it's like yeah. real, like you in the hood. Yeah, yeah. And he's a old uh, Def Jam guy. He used to be on the Def Jam shore. He's done like Martin Lawrence. So he's like okay. that style of a comedian. Okay. Which was great for me because I, I, I went to the like white side of comedy first because yeah. I was scared to do it like around people like my actual yeah. friends yeah. like I didn't you know what I'm saying like I didn't want to do it in my neighborhood then I'm bad and then I gotta catch the bus and the nigga's like boo bitch so <laughs> so I would go all the way out to Vermont cause I was like I don't care about these white people <laughs> I'm never seeing them again to Vermont to I was the like forest. I'm never gonna see them again you know what I'm saying so if this don't work out I'm still intact at home you know what I mean so I waited like a good while before I even like <laughs> yeah. ventured over there. I respect that. Um, but then I, it was good because it, it was it's like the crowd work, all that other stuff that kind of was missing for the other rooms mm-hmm. I really needed to mm-hmm. be like a well-rounded comic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was like the first to pay me. Oh, like nice. real money. So he he was the first to like take you under his wing. Yeah, and, like, like pay me real money. Yeah, like yeah. talk to me about like what I was doing. Yeah, that's and great. taught me a lot of the, the habits I think you get in those more ulti rooms. Yeah, he kind of got me like in the middle. You know yeah, what I mean? That's where like I he would be, be like, "Yo, you just killed. Like this was that was the joke. Why'd you keep talking?" And yeah, I'm like, "I don't yeah. know." And he's like, "I don't care if it's if you have 15, but you hit that joke at 10." Leave. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you hanging yeah. out for? And I'm yeah. like, you know what? You right, man. I'm yeah. tripping. So, Hold like, on. a little bit of that stuff I, I learned from him. He was an early mentor. Early mentor. Yeah, yeah. So, he takes me out of uh, town. And at this point, I'm, like, riding high. I've, like, done, mm-hmm. like, a few, like, weekends with him I've killed. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I got, I got this. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got this. Yeah. We go do some, like, birthday party for some, like, old drug dealer legend uh-huh. of, like, 
Cincinnati. We were like in the weirdest <laughs> place. I don't remember exactly where we were. What was the venue? It was like a like a freaking VFW hall type of okay, situation okay. that they like fully decked out. Like an Elks Lodge yeah, kind of hall? Okay. But they like, they made it as nice as you could possibly make like an Elks Lodge situation. Okay. Um, everybody was like dressed to the nines, but like older, you know? Yeah. And uh, it was packed. And I got out and my first joke was about like a strap on or something like <laughs> it was something about not feeling it or some some strap on joke yeah and they're just staring at me like crickets they're giving me uh, nothing no. nothing <laughs> no. and i'm like, all black all black room all black room okay. and they're just like no yeah, if that first joke doesn't work no you're, and, you're but like, quick. this like strap on joke's been killing you yeah, know i've yeah, been going yeah. out i've been like, so like strap on on my strap and people have been like ah! <laughs> you know what I mean? But this room is just like, we not. Oh, no. We are not interested in your little gay tales. Oh, no. So at that point, it's like- You um, think it was a homophobic response or what? I think they just didn't care. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, I think if I would have maybe packaged it some other way, they could have been with it. Yeah. I, it didn't feel anti-me as much as it was like, why are you talking to us about strap <laughs> Right, right. Were you the first to go up? Were you, was, were you opening up the room or was there somebody on before you? There was one person on before okay, me. So and at I least was, you're not going up cold. And I was right before Jonathan. Right. And I just like dig in because I, I don't know what else to do. And this <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah. is the stuff I have. Yeah, it's like if so, the shit that always kills like is crickets, yeah. then you're like, I'm And all I'm I had doomed. at that point was like I was doing this whole chunk about like gay sex. Uh-huh. So like it just goes from there to eating <laughs> pussy. It just goes. It just <laughs> just because that's all I had. And yeah. I just I just stood in it and um they never they never laughed. They never booed me, but they eventually stopped paying attention to me, uh-huh, which uh-huh. I think is worse. Worse is more painful. Yeah, they just started like having their own conversations <laughs> and like doing their own thing like well, whenever this is over we'll check back in. Yeah. And then I got off and like the dude who was hosting was like a dude that kind of like was working the event, but he wasn't like a comic, but right. he was like you know, it was one of those type of nights, like JT gonna host and yeah, this gonna yeah, happen. So yeah, yeah. he comes up and he's like, you know, that young lady tried. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and like gives this whole speech about how they need to be better as like, a, oh, like no, that's making it which worse. is worse. Which <laughs> that's is making like, it worse. <laughs> it's like when kids make fun of you and then the principal stands you in front of the class. And they're like, <laughs> don't you do that. <laughs> I was... Her dad just died. You know, it's like that type of <laughs> crappy energy. And that was probably the worst. And then the next day, Jonathan took me out to breakfast and he was like, so what the fuck happened? I was like, man, (laughs) I don't know. And he was like, well, what do you think happened? And then we had like, it was cool because I just talked about like what I think went wrong. Were you in agony? Were you in pain, emotional I was pretty, yeah, I was pretty low. It it wakes you up. I was pretty low. Yeah, Yeah, I was pretty low. It gives you the blues. (laughs) (laughs) You can have 10 good shows in a row, you get one bad show, and then you And it hangs over you till you shake it. Yeah. Because you, I mean, I think you feel like comedy is a bit like you're lucky to be able to do it. Yeah. And you feel a little bit like it's not in your control. Like it's this weird mystic thing that you're like wielding. So when you have like a bad show, it's like an omen over you. It's like, oh, I lost it. Am I ever going to be able to get it back? Totally. You feel like you're magical powers just left you yeah and it's like it hangs on you till yeah. you like have a good show a little yes. bit torture why do we do it i don't know because we've watched all those like dumb movies that like mess your head up i think it's yeah. really like media because i feel like when i was growing up there was always these movies where like someone's like the greatest kicker or baseball player <laughs> yeah, of rookie time. of the year or and something. then it's like all of a sudden they have like one bad kick and then they're just like, i can't do it anymore and they just it's like <laughs> lose their whole life you know what i mean <laughs> 
Bombing with Eric Andre. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. With Eric Andre. Shit, one time I did Wendy Williams had a show. He, when I lived here in my early 20s in New York, she, she had a show. She had a comedy show at the Laugh Factory on, I don't think it's there anymore. It's like on uh, 8th and 42nd uh-huh. Street. It was there back in the day. It's like early 2000s. And Capone hosted. I don't know if you know who Capone is. Uh-huh. All black room. And uh, I was like probably like two years into comedy. And I only played like alt rooms up until this <laughs> this particular night and oh the guy that booked me i did like really high energy stuff so he's like and he saw me at the improv or something so he's like go up and just do do your high energy stuff i was like okay (laughs) and i'm watching all the comics i was like i don't know if i'm the right (laughs) if i'm the right flavor i think i think people want um uh less death metal and more r&b at this uh particular uh venue and uh and I get on stage, and the first joke out of my mouth, I try to make fun of the uh, three women in the front audience. They look like SWV. And I go, SW, I wanted to go, SWV is here. And I messed up my, the letters. I was like, SWP is here. And people were like, what? And then, I, and then, and then that was it. It was like, uh, it was over. And then we're like, what? Like the whole like, uh, 1,500 sucks. people. It was a big theater. What? And then, and then I was like, oh, huh, anyway, I'm from Florida originally. But they're like, oh! And I got through my first joke. And I looked over at Wendy Williams and she gave me like a, you're doing okay. I mean, you're not doing okay, but like it's it's going to be okay kind of look. And then I was like, all right. And I got off stage and I had somebody, I like begged this other comedian to film it and he didn't want to. And like, 
Then I got off Bad stage. energy all around it. Oh my God, I felt so horrible. Then Capone went on stage after me, and he's like, I don't know who that dude was, but he'll never come back here again. And the crowd was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that guy sucks. Fuck him. It was like thousands of people like, yeah, we fucking hate him. Capone like, banned you from the left. No, and he ripped into me and he like was, like did my set like a bad version of it. He was like, that guy was like, <laughs> what the fuck was he talking about? He did like a five minute riff, which was longer than I was on stage about how horrible I was. And everyone was like, yeah, like high five. It was gut wrenching. And I was just sitting in the back like, you know, with Vietnam <laughs> chopper sound effects in my head, like, ooh, shell shock. But that, that shit traumatized me, but it made me like the man I am today. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Once you get through it, you, you know you can do it forever. Once you get through that, you know that, like, you've been to, like, the bottom. Mm -hmm. You've been to the fucking ninth circle of hell. What's the worst you've seen somebody else bomb? Dang. Is there any, like, fights you ever seen in, in a comedy club or, like... Um, just a standing boovation. Or Dang, like, there's just I'm like, wow, there's so many. Yeah, it's there's, hard. It's hard to. It's like naming your favorite album. Yeah. It's impossible. A little impossible. And every bomb you see makes you feel like spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> They're all so funny. <laughs> They're all so funny. Like watching them. Have you ever seen like a fight or anything like that? I've or? seen. I've definitely seen some some comedy fights, mostly between comedians over yeah. like stage time and weird goofy stuff oh yeah oh shit you got one i was at the store i was just a young young comic hanging out and um bob sumner had a night there mm -hmm. uh, uh, it was a black comedy night mm -hmm. and um there was a gentleman on stage mm -hmm. he did a, he did a, he did his routine had a catchphrase mm -hmm. he was, a it was like a hamburger <laughs> yeah but like it was better than that <laughs> it was better than but it was it was a repeated catchphrase and he had issues with this other comic and then this comic was uh they had gotten to it already this had been like documented okay they had gotten to it outside they had of existing beef yeah they had gotten to it outside of the laugh factory mm -hmm. and like rumors were swirling it was over one of the comics wives or something i don't know mm -hmm. but this comic was supposed to be like incarcerated oh shit so the the comic who was on stage had like put a restraining order out against this oh, dude shit. So all this kind of stuff. It was it's like danger. real, as far as I know, right? <laughs> as far as I know, I don't know. All, I don't know if I have all the facts, right? But right. this is what I heard. It was like a restraining order, whatever. So the only reason this comic was in L.A. at the time was because this other comic was supposed to be somewhere where he could not wait, access him. So wait, Mr. A. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna say Mr. A. Had the hamburger catchphrase. Yep. And Mr. B had the the was the guy that was violent and yep. had like yep. it was bad news. Yep. Okay. And Mr. A had a restraining order against Mr. B. Yeah. Because they had prior beef. Yes. And I don't want to say Mr. B was bad news because he he is and was not. He's just a real nigga. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, his name is Mr. B now, so Mr. you can say talk any shit you want. Mr. B just stands on what the fuck he okay. what he say okay. and he do what he mean. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. So I don't want to say he a bad dude. He just he just a real nigga. Yeah. If he tell you don't don't cross. Them, you cross them yeah, and you let you know there's consequences. There's consequences. There, there you go. Um, so Mr. A catchphrase mm -hmm. is there because he thinks Mr. B is somewhere where Mr. B cannot access him. Okay. Mid set. Why like, does Mr. B have it out for Mr. A? What is their prior the beef about? The thing is over Mr. B's wife. Mr. Oh. A kept 
trying to pursue or flirt oh. or something with Mr. B's wife. Mr. B made it clear. Oh, hey, that's a fucking cut crazy. That out. That's crazy. Cut I that thought out. it was like, oh, he stole a joke or something. No, no, no. But like, like, you're trying to fuck a dude's wife. He's like, cut that out. It's not cool to me that you acted this way. Mr. A was like, kind of fuck you. And it turned, About the guy's wife? Yeah, and it kind of turned Come on, into a man. Thing. <laughs> That's crazy. As far as I know. Again. Oh, my God. You can't try to fuck a guy's wife. <laughs> as far as I know. It's like, that's going to get hairy. Yeah. So we're there watching Mr. A catchphrase. He's like mid catchphrase. It's packed in there. He's like, ham. <laughs> and Mr. B comes bursting into the room, holding the restraining order paperwork and he's like you bitch ass nigga you thought this shit was gonna keep me from fucking you up you thought I was you thought I was locked up nigga I'm not locked up in the middle of the middle middle of the show middle of the show middle of the catchphrase and we're like oh (laughs) shit he walks up to the stage oh my god did you think it was like a sketch at first yo well it's like this isn't real it like an SNL yeah it's like this isn't real so he walks up towards the stage he picks up a chair hits him with a chair jumps on stage and they just start fighting oh shit so it was like Will Smith, Chris Rock, but to the to the tenth. Yes, to the hundred like times a hundred. Fighting, like fighting, like <laughs> brawling, like fighting. Mister Mister A, catchphrase is not from California. Okay. Mister B is from LA and has the type of ties niggas from LA have. Okay. So so he had his boys there too. So all these others jump oh. up. <laughs> <laughs> Beating this man up. And where were you? Were you just in the back? Standing of the club? in the crowd, we were like, 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 not at the top of that yeah. comedy, but like, still at the bottom, but at the back of the bottom. What venue was it? Store. At the oh, at the main comedy room. store. Rain oh, room in the back. At, oh, at the main room at the comedy store. In the back. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I thought so it was he, just a little bar show or no, something. No, no, no. So he man. beating this man up oh. and stuff. Um. <laughs> He, the dude, the dude was still trying to, when he first jumped up, so he jumped, he hit him with the chair, and the dude, it was like, wow, but it wasn't like, knock him out. And then, uh, dude was like, what's your problem? Like, it was like, this is not the time to still be talking into the microphone. Oh, the Having, guy, yeah. Mr. Mr. So like, catchphrase was over. like, was like I was like, trying to save it. <laughs> yeah, it was like, like, what's, what's wrong with you, man? He's like, bro, bro, everything's over. And it could have been the hit first, then the chair. Like, you know what I'm saying? It could have been the hit first, then the chair. But I remember a chair, and I remember a hit. The order could have been reversed. It had to be at least five years ago. Um, they broke it up. Is there uh, video footage of this? Someone has it. There's got to be someone video footage. Someone for sure has it. We got to. And there we are gotta. people who will hear this story and know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> so it's a uh, famous night. It's, like it's, a, an it's like an infamous, infamous night. It's like an infamous it's an, like, it's fight. A, it's an infamous. Amongst comics. Yes. It's like, if you were there, it's, it was like, it was like, oh. It was like a legendary night. Yeah, and it put Mr. B in a category of, he is not one to be fucked with, clearly. Uh, oh, shit. Because <laughs> he will beat your ass oh, in its Oh, my God. <laughs> so he hits, dude, he hits Mr. Catchphrase with a beat chair. Beat him up. Beat him up. They finally pull each other apart. Oh, whatever. my God. They take Mr. B completely out the venue. <laughs> uh, Bob Sumner then gets on the stage and begins oh. to basically berate us as black people of like why we can't we have shit he's just trying to do something nice <laughs> <laughs> wait Bob was the, was the producer yes. of the show <laughs> he lectured you he lectured the whole room <laughs> like he was like Morgan Freeman at the bad high school yeah <laughs> yeah yeah for sure 
for sure Coach Carter does. <laughs> what is your greatest fear? So, <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. Yep. Yo, you went from uh, being like, oh, I don't have a, I don't have a crazy um, story about seeing somebody bob to like the craziest story I've ever heard take place in a comedy club. And then did other people go on, or was the show that was a rap? That was a rap. That was a Bob rap. got up. He screamed at us. <laughs> oh, very, very emotional. Lean on me speech. Yeah, yeah, and then it was like, it's, ha- it's yeah, over. Get y'all asses <laughs> out of here. <laughs> we gotta dig up that footage. With Eric Andre. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Eric Andre. Um, what is the most wasted you've ever been on stage? Oh man. Have you been ever been like See, that's high, high that, yeah. or like drunk that, drunk? Or that like, is like now I can remember those times. Okay. Tell me, tell me. Um, you did Molly on stage or something? I, I was on shrooms. Yeah. How'd that go? Sometimes it goes great. I did a shroom show. <laughs> I did a hot show and it was kind of one of the best sets yeah, I've ever had. And I improvised like crazy. Yeah. It was like, I need to write this shit down. Sometimes but. it's so lucid that you yeah. can like get it off. Yeah. And like I, I won't do it like if it's serious. Like, but if it's like a mic and I'm just like, let me play and right. try to find stuff or whatever. Right. Or like a light show. But right. this is only because I did do it when it was serious mm-hmm. and it was not good. Mm-hmm. I, um, I was on shrooms and Were you on like a little microdose or like a lot? Or I like- was on like a I was on a little shroom weed combo, like a okay. little microdose of shroom, 
a little edible mm-hmm. sweet spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was taping something. <laughs> so I had agreed to do this like taping for a nerd melt. It was like nerd, but it wasn't like the show. Like it wasn't like Kamal's show. It was like just some like thing they were doing like online it was like a comedy central show no it wasn't that's what i'm saying it wasn't oh the uh it wasn't that one i've done that one but this was like something where they were like streaming it online or putting it online mm-hmm, for like mm-hmm. nerd melt something whatever the fuck it was and i was like yeah sure one night when i was there like whatever so also i'm, I'm thinking this isn't a big deal like i don't yeah, know i'll get it's just, high i'll do shrooms, yeah it's whatever. just something some online thing they're doing right, like right. i'm like really minimizing it in, in my brain which is on me right, right and then i show up and they got like real cameras Right. It's like a oh, real shit. situation. <laughs> and you're already high, so you're like, I'm high fuck. as fuck, dude. And I'm like, oh shit. They're like really, like the set was different. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing There's was PAs like. PAs running around and shit. And I always forget when I'm in LA, like anyone can make anything a true production there right. kind of easily. Right. So when people just be like, oh, it's chill, you always got to think it might be something. It might they, not be chill. Because they be have access production. to just turn it up like right. that. Right, So I'm already like shitting bricks because I'm like, I shouldn't have done what I did, yeah. you know, because yeah. this is a lot of stimulation mm-hmm. that I was not expecting. That's nerve wracking. So ner- you, were ner- you were getting nervous. I was getting very nervous. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting very nervous. But I get up and I'm like, just breathe through it and like do what the fuck you got to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm good. I'm good. I'm going. And I'm like, I am fine. You got this shit. I got this shit. Yeah. And then I just forget oh, everything. No. no. Yeah. Like That's the my whole worst nightmare. No. Nope, yep. The whole, I just, I get to a place oh. and I just stop. Oh. And I'm like, and I'm standing there for, it, I'm high. So it felt oh. like fucking 20 minutes. But it probably had to be like, at least three minutes, which is a long time. Oh, and I'm like, I really don't know what I was about to say. Oh, At this like recording, I'm like, yo. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> how, did, how many? How much? What, what minute were you at that point? Was I it had quick? to be six. Okay, and what were you supposed to do? Like 15 or so? 20? Yeah, like 15, 20. <laughs> so you got to minute six. And I you're was like, like six minutes in and I was just, exactly. <laughs> and it was like, I was too high to what pivot. Else? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I was too high to just be like pop into something else mm-hmm. and just ride that wave because mm-hmm. I was yelling at myself in my head like, "How could you forget? Why are you high? Yeah, like you know yeah. I'm having that like, how could you let this happen? <laughs> <laughs> you don't deserve anything." Like, <laughs> so you were just like, deer in the headlights. You I was like, deer full deer in the headlights. Oh, like shit. yo, oh shit! Like I really don't know <laughs> what I'm gonna say. And then somehow I picked it up, but I, it was like I had to acknowledge it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it went on long enough where I had to be like, I have made an error. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you could have just gone, listen, guys, I got really high. I didn't know you guys were going to have real cameras. <laughs> yeah, I could have just went. That's what I'm saying. I just couldn't even. But I like, I was like, fuck, I don't know, man. And so I just kind of like picked up, kept going. But then because I was high. Some fire shit happened and I remembered. Oh shit. And then I was I picked the joke back up oh, close nice. to the end nice. and it still tied into something else. And then I was like, yeah, bitch. And, and that and that was my Madoff moment. I was like, I'm fucking undefeatable. So you came up with your dismount, you got laughs on the dismount? Yeah, I got oh, laughs and people were like, and she remembered she's a fucking genius. <laughs> and that's that's what started the monster that I am. <laughs> Then you became a monster. Yeah, that was my Madoff moment. Like I was watching the Bernie Madoff thing today. I was like, oh, I didn't see it. He got away with that it, one thing, I don't and know now what it is. he was running. 
It's oh, so, all about so like. So he got away with one lie and then he was like, fuck yep. it, I'm going in. Yep. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I want to tell you a story about me bombing and then I want to ask a couple questions. One time, I, uh, it was season four of the Eric Andre show and I was doing a tour to promote the show. So I do like, I don't, it's not a stand up tour, it's like a live version of the talk show where I like jump out on stage and I break a ton of stuff and I interview people from the audience mm. and I'll interview like a celebrity guest in every town I'm in or whatever. It'll be like the local pawn shop guy from some reality show if I'm in like in Des Moines or something. So it was like season four and I would do, I would tour with Byron Bowers. So mm. he was on, Byron was on stage warming up the crowd. Then he went, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Eric Andre show. It was the first show of the tours in Vancouver. Columbia, uh, British Columbia, uh, Canada. We're in Vancouver. Tons of kids in the audience. Byron goes, ladies and gentlemen, the Eric Andre Show. I run out from backstage onto the stage. I burst through my desk. I start beating up the desk. I jump into the crowd to crowd surf. And usually the crowd just like, whatever. I crowd surf around. I go back to the stage, whatever. I jump in the crowd. I'm like, you know, they're like all holding me up with their hands. My back is like to their hands or whatever. Then I feel like uh, one kid underneath me tried to stick all four fingers up my butt crack. He's no just shoving way. his fingers up my butt crack. Then another kid grabs my dick and balls oh, as hard as he can. No. And then, like, another kid licks his, sucks on his finger and gives me a wet willy. And then another kid grabbed a hot dog off the ground and shoved it in you the back. You got, like, of sexually mouth. assaulted. Gang raped. What and the fuck? It was crazy. I was like, ah, ah, and I started doing, like, street karate. To, like, get him. I'm like, ah, and then groups of kids form and started drawing and quartering my limbs in different directions. No. Yeah, yeah. They were like tearing me alive in like a medieval assault. It was crazy. So I was like, ah. And then I finally like kicked and punched enough of them to like get down on the ground. And this other kid kept like coming at me with like giving me a wet willy and like grab <laughs> grabbing me. And I just went, Harukin, boom! Thank you. And I punched him in the stomach as hard as I could. I was about to say, Eric, that's when you got to turn black and start beating these white kids' asses. So I, I punched Fuck him. That, son. No, it was like it was primal rage. I was just like, ah, ah. I was like this is Sparta. I punched him in the stomach as hard as I could, and he went, oh. Then he looked up at me and he went, yeah. No. Like he loved it. No. And then I crawled back to the stage and I was like, I'll never crowd surf. Bro, again. how did and you That was not- the first 30 <laughs> seconds of the first show of my tour. Like, I got to change my whole act. <laughs> I am inviting some sick of this. I got to fucking. <laughs> this shit is yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. And, Han- and that's what, kind of what Hannibal said. Hannibal was like, and I was like, you created this life for yourself. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Like, that's what your ass get. He's like, you created this persona. Any, any black person's going to be like, that's what you get for playing them white people games. <laughs> well, Sam J, it has been an absolute True. pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks. Appreciate you. Bye. Bye. With Eric Andre. Bombing with Eric Andre is brought to you by Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network and iHeart Podcast. It is executive produced by the handsome Han Sani, the wickedly talented Olivia Aguilar, edited and sound designed by the stupendous Andy Harris, and our art is by the genius Dylan Vanderberg. I want to thank the four of them very much for helping me put this thing on its feet. They are a kick-ass team of Liquid Terminators, and I appreciate y'all very much so, truly. If you want to confess your own 
phone bombing moments or give us a shout out, go rate us five stars and drop a review on your podcast app of choice. Write about your own stories of bombing at life. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can also subscribe to Big Money Players Diamond to get exclusive bonus content with every episode and listen to all my episodes ad-free. The guests on Bombing with Eric Andre were recorded before the SAG after strike. Bye! If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.